I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey everyone, welcome to Let's Get Civical. This is the podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Wallentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we are talking about the Whiskey Act of 1791. So grab your glass and let's get civical. Everybody! Hi, guys. It's us. <laughs> Sorry. Arden and I. you can tell, we're drinking. We are drinking. Guys, we're drinking. Cheers to you. Cheers. Wait, put it towards the mic so we can get the sound. Can, here, uh, give me your glass. Okay. Ready? Ar- okay. <laughs> we just manufactured a cheers. 
Guys, we're drinking for two very special reasons. Three, I'd say three very special reasons. Mm-hmm. Number one, this is our 50th episode. Yes, it is. Five zero. The big half a century, right? Yes. Okay. And that's crazy. <laughs> the second reason is this is our last episode of the year. Yeah. Our last new episode. It's of our last the year. new episode of the year. Because next Wednesday and the following Wednesday is Christmas Day and New Year's Day. Yeah. Which randomly happened like that. And so we're just going to give you guys an old but good yeah. episode that week. Because Arden and I will both be, what will we be doing? Vacationing, retreating. I, vacationing, retreating. I will be in Ohio with my family. I'll be in Texas with my family. So we'll be fighting the good fight. We'll be fighting the good fight <laughs> along with all y'all. So this will be the last time that we're speaking to you openly and presently. Yeah. Until. In 2019. Until 2020. Yeah. 2020. 2020. Which is going to be a big year. And we'll just deal with that when we get there. Yes. And then the third reason that we're drinking is because today we're talking about the Whiskey Act of 1791. Yes. And so Arden and I are drinking and have been drinking some Jack Daniels original recipe Tennessee honey whiskey. whiskey in honor of the Whiskey Act of 19 It is 70 It is podcast one. law I do believe producer Kate can back me up. Yeah. That if you're talking about alcohol on air you mm-hmm. have to drink alcohol. Well, it went while you're so recording. well when we did it on our repeal of prohibition episode. Oh my god. Uh, in which I drank a can of Bloody Mary and was blackout. <laughs> So I thought, let's take it a step up and just drink straight whiskey from a glass and pretend that it's all going to be fine. So my reading capabilities are already falling (laughs) apart. I can't focus, but that's fine. And I'm excited to talk about this. I'm really, this was super fun to, to research. Yeah. I I can't, I can't wait for you to experience it. I'm, I'm ready to jump right in. And so that's what I'm going to do. But first I'm going to take a sip. Here we go. Here we go. Oh my God. A little ASMR for you there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's talk about what Arden likes to call the problem. So what's the problem? Yep. I'll tell you. Great. The federal government desperately needed money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's 1970. No, not 19. 1791. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's 1791. It's just mud. <laughs> It's mud and gold doubloons. It's That's mud all and gold doubloons. They're like, we don't have and pirates and then and pirates and like maybe some silver forks. And they're like, like we can't do this. We need money. The boys and Benjamin Franklin are like, we need money. Yeah. And the American Revolutionary War was very expensive. And under the Articles of Confederation, the federal government had not had the power to raise money through taxes. So this is right. This is where they were like, the states will do money. We won't. But then the states were doing weird shit, so there was, like, no money. The states were doing weird shit, but they also had no money. Nobody had money. Because nobody had really had, nobody really had the power to, like, levy a tax. Right. And so it wasn't like the, like the American citizens were just going to, like, saunter up <laughs> to the legislature ah, you and are, be you like. You are truly physically sauntering. You're like, Excuse me. Excuse me. Hello. Knock, knock. Hi. Hi. Ding dong. Beep, beep. Yeah, jingle the balloons for you. Hi. <laughs> ching, ching, ching. It's a uh, jingle, jingle, jingle coins. <laughs> All right. We're halfway through the bottle. Okay. It's a small we one, are, but we, we're halfway through yeah, it. Yeah. I've had too much. Okay. Here we go. Okay. So, yeah. It's seventeen ninety. But I'm just like, who? I, I guess I view the 17, 
how many shows as like you're just giving livestock in exchange for stuff. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. like we have the goat, and the goat's like, "What the fuck? Are you? I'm the de- I'm the Secretary of Defense. You can't give me <laughs> to get plates. Get out of town. You know, it's like what else? I don't know. I know that they had money, yeah. but it just doesn't feel like they had money. You know, it, well, it wasn't. It definitely was not functional money. No, no, it was it was metal. Yeah. It was metal yeah. that they found. Okay. Okay. The government. Okay. Back to the federal government desperately needed money. Yeah. The government had, this is a quote, thus accumulated more than $50 million in debt by 1789. Wow. With the states also accruing another $25 million, give or take. Yeah. So we're about $75 million in the hole in, the, in, in 1791. Yes. Which in is 17 Hamanisha dollars. Right. So it's like a trillion dollars. <laughs> we're broke. <laughs> it's strangely not unlike today. Yeah. But I'm just like, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm assuming they're getting this money in debt from places like France. You know, there's like exchanges like that happening of like, you'll pay us back later. Yeah, but yeah, I'm like, yeah. if I'm France, I'm looking at them and I'm like, it's just mud. How are they expecting money back? I don't back? see this startup nation right. going very far. Right. But anyways, we have $75 yeah. million dollars in debt. So George Washington assigned friend of the show, resident, resident Diva, Alexander Hamilton, the task of solving the debt crisis. Oh, my God. This is like when Obama was like, turned to Joe at the State of the Union address and was like, Joe, you got cancer, right? Like, you can take care of that. You can take care of the cancer. Oh, my God. Yeah, Do you remember yeah, yeah. that? That yeah, was yeah, great. Yeah. And Joe was like, I got you. I got cancer. No, it's, yeah, it's literally, I mean, imagine, imagine you arrived here today and I was like, hey, Arden, will you solve $75 million of debt? Just go. Just go. They're like standing by a tree where George always stood. And he's just like, hey, Alex. Hey, hey, hey. So a lot of debt, right? Like, ooh, you. You have an abacus, so can you just like <laughs> do me a solid? And there's wood in his mouth. He's like, Can you no, do no, me no, a solid? No, no. Can you <laughs> top, 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 top? Can you? <laughs> How did they stay in his mouth? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Unsolved mysteries. Unsolved mystery. So please, somebody tweet at us or how Instagram it stayed at in us. his mouth. How how the wooden teeth stayed in his mouth? Yeah, I mean, I get. I, I'm guessing they didn't have Novocaine to like numb no, his gums to I, stick the screws in there. I imagine he only used them for like parties. Like, <laughs> guys, it's holiday party season. It's not like he got up in the morning. Teeth. and was like, "Good morning, Martha." <laughs> Put his teeth in and then began the day. If I was George, which I may be. I would have waited to the very last minute to put in the teeth. Like, we're, we're like, okay, we're here. You know, and then put them in. And it's like the State of the Union, you know? Yeah, I don't know how they, like, worked. Yeah. Like, how? Like, was oh. there, like. How did he chew? I don't. I'm, soft foods. <laughs> Just applesauce. I don't know. Somebody call me about George Washington's teeth. But anyways, he's like talking to Alex. He's like, Alex, Alex. Or maybe I think they're friends. But I think he took out the key. <laughs> Alex, can you please solve the debt crisis? <laughs> Just like gay French. Can you please solve the debt crisis? I can't do it on my own. I'm not the best at math. I just need help. 
Heath or Beckham, you know? Oh is this God. offensive? I don't know. He just didn't have teeth. No, but it's good. Keep going. Okay. So, yeah. So, he's like, Alex, please solve this. And Alex's like, okay, great. You know I love money. Deuces. Okay. Got Banks. Oh, here we go. Diaries. Emotion. Okay. So, his first step, Alex's first step, was to conceive, quote, Congress. Convince? That's to- <laughs> okay. I said a word that was not preliminary to conceive. before. It was to conceive. <laughs> no. I'm thinking of a immaculate. It, Alex's first was like, "I'm gonna have a child. <laughs> I'm gonna get knocked up. <laughs> That'll solve. Okay, great." Hamilton's first step was to convince quote Congress to consolidate federal and state debt with the 1970 report on public credit. Great, great, sure, sure, sure. Despite negative public response to the 1789 Import Tax Act. Congressional lawmakers decided to establish taxes on taxes on domestic spirits. So there was like a previous import tax that they had tried. And they were like, no. And people were like, no, this is making stuff so expensive. I don't like yeah. this. And people got angry. But the congressional lawmakers were like, we need money. We're, we're dying. It's just mud. <laughs> it's just mud. We have nothing. Yeah. We're going to tax alcohol. Yeah. Guys, 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 and guys, we have to tax the alcohol. Okay, I'm sorry. But I do love that they, you know, the Revolutionary War was partly spurred by the fact that so many unfair taxes were, ha- like, happening on, you know, tea, yep. stamp, all that stuff. And and then now they're like, okay, guys, hear me out. Taxes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We've, like, gotten our freedom. The boys in Benjamin Franklin are like, shoot. It's all mud. What are we going to do? And they're like, I know. Taxes. And it's like, oh, God. We're back. We're right back where we started. I love that. Okay. Hamilton proposed the tax on distilled spirits to raise revenue to pay down the national debt. He's like, I know we do a lot of drink. This will crush this debt. (laughs) Two years. Yes. He settled. Hamilton settled on the creation of the new nation's first domestic tax. An exercise, an ex, not an exercise, <laughs> hold on. An a burpee ex- tax. Sh- and a, yes, uh, a high knees tax. And excise? Excise. Excise? Yep. I usually know the words, but what does that word mean? An excise tax? Yeah. I actually don't know what excise means. Okay. So. I mean, I know what it, what it means, but I don't know what it, a tax in the, levied. In the biblical sense? <laughs> We're not into that. A tax levied on certain goods and commodities produced or sold within oh, a country okay. and on licenses granted for a certain activity. Okay. It's a ta- it's a tariff. So, okay, great. So Hamilton settled on creating an excise tax on distilled spirits. He was like, this, guys, I figured out how to solve national debt and to get us truly out of mud. It is on spirits. It's on spirits. Not our souls, but the alcohol. Uh, on the alcohol. You know, let's keep high in spirits. Low in alcohol. Low in okay. alcohol. And for the people who are scared by the word excise, it's a domestic tariff. A domestic tariff. Excise. Yep. I was afraid of it. Okay. Yep. As whiskey was the most popular such domestic spirit when Congress passed Hamilton's proposed bill in March of 1791, the law became known as the, quote, Whiskey Act and the tax as the Whiskey Tax. As I take a sip of my 
Tennessee whiskey. We are not sponsored by Jack Daniels, but we are drinking Jack Daniels. And we would take their money. Mm-hmm. Jack, if you're listening, this is very smooth. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I don't usually drink straight whiskey. Yeah. When you were like, I got us whiskey. And I was like, great, I'll have a glass. This is this is the Tennessee honey. honey. We're drinking Tennessee honey, the Tennessee honey version of Jack Daniels, She's and very delicious, so smooth, smooth, very like warm. marble down the throat, very warm in the body. I have a fireplace in my chest. Okay, okay, okay. So Hamilton intended the tax to serve quote more as a measure of social discipline than as a source of revenue. But his ultimate goal was the growth of the federal government. Yeah. So if we remember from like two of our former episodes, sure. the one that we did on prohibition and then the one we did with Jolie about the part, the history of mm-hmm. political parties, that like there was a debate at this time about who, like what was, who should have the power, the states right. or the federal government. Right. And Alexander Hamilton was like, federal, federal government, federal government, 100%. Uh, ride or die, like, federal government. Exactly. They, yeah. They're going to, they're taking on all the responsibility. Yeah. They, of, we're like, doing the, the work. safety of the sovereign states. Can and you so imagine if we're like money. Delaware, you decide. Ah. Ah. Shout out to Delaware. I love you so much. You know that. And all the you know million that. corporations that exist within your teeny tiny state. So small. So small, but so, so small. fierce. Though so she'd be little, she is fierce. Mm-hmm. JFK said that. Okay. That's a lie. That was Shakespeare. I'm funny. Okay. Hamilton <laughs> had the support not only of President George Washington and what existed of a financial sector, but also the support of early temperance reformers who saw the excise tax as a sin tax that could curb excess drinking. So I love this where he's like, I know, I know we're going to use this as a way to just get everybody. This is this is this is prohibition round one. Oh, yeah. This is like the initial the initial kind of prohibition where they're like, we got this two birds, one stone. Yeah. We're going to raise money because people have a problem and they will not stop drinking. And they will not. But we're going to try and get them to stop drinking. No. By like adding a tax to their drink. Yeah. We're just going to make it impossible for them to afford it. Right. But the tax was controversial. What? No. You mean? Stop. Okay. Not only in the House of Representatives, where 21 of the original 56 congressmen voted against it. Okay. I remember when the House of Representatives was 50. Right. Because we had six people in a goat. That was it. And they're all, it's all the original people. Like, it's these literally, are all, the, like, it's like. These are the people who set the shit up. This is the founding fathers. They were like, I don't know what to do. Okay, fine. I'll be in the house. You know, it's like, oh, okay. It's like when you build a theater company and you're like, sure, I'll be the marketing director. And it's like, what? What? No. I don't even have an Instagram account. I don't have an Instagram. Okay. <laughs> but it was also especially unpopular in regions that distilled the most whiskey. Sure. Duh. They were like, what do you, why me? Right. Why us? Right. Go after vodka. <laughs> or, or something. I hear the Russians are doing some crazy shit. Go and meanwhile, the them. Russians are like, vodka's great, vodka's great, let's do us a vodka. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, that's not Russian. I don't know. I've had a lot to drink. <laughs> okay. 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 So they passed the Whiskey Act of 1791. After vigorous debate in the House <laughs> by, listen, not my words. <laughs> no, I know. But it's like, I'm just, I'm trying to think of 1791 vigorous debate. It's a lot of. It passed. You know? <laughs> and that's all the goat. And that's the goat <laughs> who is 
the presiding over it, who's the vice president of the United States. But they're clearly all in like the white tights with the like pantaloons mm-hmm. and the button down with like the the wigs, the powdered Wig, wigs, yeah. and like the face very European because they're wearing makeup and it was bad at the time. Sure, sure, sure. They did not have Sephora. They did not have Sephora or Ulta or Ulta. Yeah, so it passed the House by a vote of 35 to 21. Because <laughs> there's 80 people in this country at that yeah, point. At that point, that's <laughs> it. They're like, whatever. They, ap- they approved a le- the legislation imposing an excise task- tax on whiskey. Can yeah. talk. In response, taxes were imposed on both imported and domestic distilled spirits, as well as other goods. So it was like basically any kind of like hard distilled alcohol. Sure. Which that time was like anything but water. Basically, yeah. Yeah, and I don't think they named they named like wine or beer. Was beer a thing? Ale. Ale. Yeah. Ale. They called it. Sure. Yeah. I yeah. don't know the history of liquor, but I think this like, I think liquor was more common, probably because it was so it was fairly easy to make. Yeah. Oh, but it was probably like. But it wasn't so good. Bad. It, it was, was not, not Jack, Jack Daniel's, Daniel's Tennessee, Tennessee whiskey. <laughs> No, it was not. It was not smooth as no. glass no, going but they, down the throat. They did all drink uh. for the same purposes we drink today, which is to forget our problems. Yeah. Except their problems were like, they're all dying. And ours are like crippling student debt. <laughs> which eventually will kill you. And I feel like there there are articles out there that are like having a high level of debt, like students like people with student loan to have actually makes you less intelligent. Like it reduces your IQ sure. because you spend so much time worrying about it. That makes sense. The checks out. We'll do a whole episode on student debt, oh my which God, will just wait. be my TED talk. Okay, great. And we'll, I'll bring out call for that as well. <laughs> we're going to need a bigger bottle of Jack Daniel. Oh my God. So there were 14 revenue districts that were established in each state. Each district, they were established by the Whiskey Act of 1791. Each district contains a supervisor, mm-hmm. an inspector of the survey, okay. collectors, yep. deputy collectors, Great. and auxiliary officers. Okay. I, yes. I will apply <laughs> to, be a, be? to be a deputy collector. <laughs> I think I would be a great deputy anything. I think I have a deputy vibe. You really do. You really do. I have do. strong deputy energy. You're really good. I don't know. You're really good. The Tennessee talk. Mm-hmm. that's so much whiskey okay we think we're really funny producer kate is sick and has not had a drink (laughs) oh my god she just says we're still funny funny. (laughs) uh drink drink to that okay oh wait i love this next bit okay Mm -hmm. so general george washington himself a whiskey distiller what i know george i know when do you have time to distill whiskey why are you that's, distil- that's how you know there was Why nothing you- going on in the early years of this nation is that the president was like, oh, the then. I don't know. I guess I will distill whiskey. <laughs> Take the teeth out. And then I'll drink it with, what's her, my wife's name? Abigail? No. Martha. Martha. <laughs> teeth back in. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. But he's, he's the president of the United States. Our president plays golf. Well, sure, but now there's stuff going on. I know. I know. No, I'm, it's, very, it's very true. There's lots of shit going on, and our <sighs> president is playing golf. I know. And George is just like, I don't know what to do, so I guess I'll just do my hobbies. Just do some whiskey. I don't Which know. Just like, I feel like these whiskey. guys, they, this Congress over here, they meet. 
12, you know, two months out of the year. I, okay, got, I got time so to kill. I got, th- I got, I got time, time to, to kill. Let's go. You know, I brushed my hair, so let's <laughs> As it sits on my wig desk, like I've got oh, more good. <laughs> my wig desk. I put a desk in my office for my wigs. Just so they could have their own space to work. Then my power is derived from my wigs. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and sometimes when I put the wigs on, I just do it sometimes just to help me think. If I'm ever stuck on a sentence, I'll put them on my head and then uh, it'll help me solve the sentence. My writer's blog. I also write. Oh, my God, please. If you ever audition for <laughs> yeah. SNL, this has to be a character that you develop. Does Are George you kidding Washington? Me? George Washington at his, at his wig desk? <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. And good night. Oh, good night. <laughs> okay. We're in this together. Lauren will love. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Look, the wig desk was iconic. Let's go to let's go to where is he from? Mount Vernon. Yeah. Let's go to Mount Vernon and see the wig desk. <laughs> let's go the wig we desk. should. Uh, let's do a little housekeeping. We should go to Mount Vernon. We should go to Mount Vernon. We have to go to Williamsburg. Oh, for sure. With. Williamsburg, Colonial Williamsburg. Williamsburg. I was yeah. thinking Brooklyn Williamsburg, and I was like, <laughs> we don't have to go there. <laughs> We really don't have to go to Williamsburg. No, no Colon- we are going to Colonial Williamsburg. Williamsburg, where I will just stay. Yeah. Because that's my tribe. Sounds great. Reenactors are my tribe. I love. Okay. So, George General, General George Washington, himself a whiskey distiller, is authorized to set the salaries of supervisors and inspectors. This is a little like, you Feels got a lot a of hands in the pot. Yeah. Um, you're like, you shouldn't get to set the salaries. I'm just, well, again, but there's like, who else is going to do it? There's. Four people in a goat. I know. It's so weird. And so it's like, yeah, I guess. Who knows whiskey the best? George? George? George, put your teeth in. Put, <laughs> I hate when you talk to me without your teeth. George, do you want to do the salaries? Gosh, I do. <laughs> Great. Do the salaries. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. They're just going to be helpful. <laughs> they wouldn't let George do anything. Uh, Anyways. What if George was actually really stupid? Do you know what I mean? Like, what if, what if George, like, we all think of George Washington as, like, this sure. great benevolent figure who, like, won wars and did shit. I think he, I think he spoke softly. And I think, I, I don't think that he was stupid. I think that he was, didn't, didn't want to be there. Yeah. You know, he was a general and he, I, I think he probably loved being a general. And I think that's all he wanted to do was be a general. Yeah. But he was, like, too good at his job. And they were like, you know what you remind me of? A president. Let's do that. Let's do that. And he's like, wait, wait, wait. No. But I want my musket. But I want my musket. Give me my musket. You know. George is going to love how this turns out. I well, he, George we is going to love how the Whiskey Rebellion George and I text out. all the time, first of all. We're oh very close. God. Tell him. The Whiskey Rebellion. Hot stuff. And he's going to be like, Lizzie, you drink too much. And I'm like, yes, of course, George. But who got me into whiskey? You did. And he was like, Lizzie, I know. I was there. And I was like, okay, so stop. And then we you know, make love. And it's what it is. <laughs> turn. That took a turn. We make love. I would, I would, and I say this only because I've had 19 ounces of Tennessee honey. I would have sex with George Washington just to see. I would have sex with George Washington. Just, just for, in, what for research. Like to have sex with the very first president? Probably bad. Too much he wood. Definitely. And not too- the good kind. <laughs> Too much wood. Too much wood. 
So back to the whiskey act. act. So George Washington is setting salaries. Mm -hmm. Whiskey distillers in the frontier areas of the United States. So think what we would now call like the Midwest apparently saw the tax not only as a significant financial imposition because they couldn't really no longer make money, but also as an attempt to privilege larger, more incorporated eastern distilleries at the expense of independent small local businesses. Going after small local businesses. The fight we are having since 1791. The act required that all distilleries register with the federal government or appear in federal court, which is located in Philadelphia, hundreds of miles away. That's so they got. Rude. I just hang up. I'm so drunk. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. So they, they were understandably very angry because this yeah. tax, like, it meant that they couldn't, they couldn't make as much money because yeah. people would spend fewer dollars on buying whiskey yeah. because they had to. Like they had to portion it out. And then in order to like be a distillery, even they had to appear before they had to register the with the federal government, which I'm assuming like cost them some kind of money. Oh, to for do. sure. Yeah. And also it took time. And like it wasn't like they had a fax machine, which no. like, by the by, the federal government only communicates in fax machines. But they like it was like carrier pigeon. Yeah. And the it USPS, was the pony which is Express. like it was the Pony Express. Or they had to go to Philadelphia to appear before federal court, which is like, can you imagine having to go to Philadelphia? Like, I have to I go. Ha- I have to go to Philadelphia? I have to go to Philadelphia to save my distillery. Distillery. I was going to say distillery farm, which is not correct. But. Okay, so let's talk about the Whiskey Rebellion. That I'm going to take this moment to pour us more whiskey. Okay, okay. Arden's going to pour us more whiskey, and I'm going to pass out in the middle of this. So here we go. Here we go. So the Whiskey Rebellion, you... Oh, <laughs> I hope that was caught on mic. The sound of... So much alcohol being poured into my cup. Okay, those who opposed the whiskey tax cited the 1765 Stamp Act, which I myself would have cited personally. Which you did cite earlier. I did have like, You predicted this I've part already, of the notes. Because I'm a soothsayer. You are. I say sooths, and I predicted this. The Stamp Act, which caused an uprising against the British crown. They were like, don't tax my stamps. How, how else? How can I communicate? How? I can't communicate uh, because I can't afford the stamp. Yeah, it was rude to go after the stamps. It was a low blow. It, it was, was a low, low blow. It was like a fundamental attack. Like, we're going to tax the thing that is the only form of communication but that it exists at the moment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Western farmers regarded the tax as unfair and discriminatory. They earned much of their income by distilling their spare grain into liquor, and they were incensed. That the tax was aimed at producers, not consumers. Fair. 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 Like, y'all bitches be drunks. Yep. Y'all be drunks. Yep. I'm just, I just got grain. Yep. I just got grain to spare. I am a, I am a humble part of the marketplace. A humble servant of the land. And the free market. And the grain. Okay. What is a grain grower to do? But but to distill <laughs> grain into liquor. Okay. During the risk, the risk. It's going to be the next craze that takes over Brooklyn. Everybody's going to be like, I've got my grain. I've farm. got grain. I've got grain. I've got my, I own, have my grain. own distillery. Yeah. During the Whiskey Rebellion, protests ignite angry mobs who tar and feather federal revenue officials. Okay. 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 Here's where Shit I'm gets like, serious. I'm like, okay, time out. Shit gets real serious. Tar and feather, too far. It's too oh, far. Oh, people straight up died. Okay, well, we'll get to the death in a second. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, tar and feather yeah. is a step too far. It's a step too far. Okay, just yeah. for our listeners to know if you're trying to tar and feather somebody, 
we don't condone that no, here at Let's Get Difficult. Do, do no. not tar and feather anybody. Okay. We do condone you drinking an eighth of vodka during this episode. It though, is whiskey. So. An eighth of whiskey during That's this how episode. That's you how drunk you are. You you've converted your whiskey. What am I drinking? Vodka. I don't know. I don't know. It's just gold. It's gold. It's liquid and not gold. Lick and not clear. Okay. So collector Robert Johnson was tarred and feather in feathered in Washington County on September eleventh, seventeen ninety one. Big date. And the federal agent sent to serve warrants to Johnson's attacker was similarly tarred and feathered. Oh, no. These poor people, they were like, they like just sent people. They're like, did you tar and feather my friend? They were like, yeah. And you. You Come know, here, it was a great lesson in improv. Yeah. Okay. It was a yes and, if ever there was. If ever there was. Okay, in 1794, some farmers in the western Pennsylvania, in, in the, <laughs> oh my God. Lizzie's drunk. Some farmers in western Pennsylvania attacked federal officials in search of the tax on their grain turned whiskey. Yeah. Okay. The resistance grew throughout the next two years, including both further acts of violence and organized convention in Pittsburgh in August of 1792. But when the summer of 1794, but when in, but, okay. Okay. I see it now. Mm -hmm. But it was in the summer of 1794 that the rebellion truly exploded in full armed conflict, including the July 1794 Battle of Bower Hill with federal marshals and the August and the August 1794 March of more than 7000 rebels, many of whom apparently did not own whiskey stills, but saw the movement as an expression of a broader grievance with the government. On Pittsburgh. Yeah. So we had battles. The battles, we there battles were marches. There were, it was intense. I have one question. Where is Alex? Alex is in D.C. stirring shit up. What a little stir of drama. Are we surprised? He's a little diva. He took He's his He's writing shot. in his diary. He wasn't like, going to give it away. Dear diary. And he took it. Today I cause a battle. Wow. Incredible. Oh, because I went after the whiskey. What do you want to say to me? I looked in the mirror and I saw her go. End quote. End quote. That was the Federalist Papers. <laughs> okay. In response to this, basically, battle in Pittsburgh, the government issues warrants for non-compliant distillers. Ugh, they're going after the distillers, so sad. Yeah. One group of resistors disguised as women <laughs> assaulted a tax collector, cropped his hair, tarred and feathered him, and stole his horse. <laughs> this is not listed in the correct order. I love how it's like tarred and feathered him. Yeah, sure. But then they had the audacity to steal his horse. What what worse could you do to a man? That was money. It was money back in the day. I know. Stealing a dude's horse? That's hard. That's so low rude. fucking it's blow. So rude. Okay. Okay. During the riots that follow, a federal officer is killed and a regional inspector's home is burned. Okay, but it's made of what? Straw and mud? There were brick homes. Half of Greenwich Village is from this time. You're you're right. You're right. <laughs> I'm being, I'm being unreasonable. 
President George Washington dispatched 13,000 militiamen under his personal command to put down the incipient revolt. Okay, so George is like, I won't stand for this. <laughs> I'm going to get 13,000 of my closest friends. And we're going to just put this out like a bad candle. Alexander Hamilton, taking responsibility for his horrible idea, joined George Washington in the field. He was like, okay, I can see how this was a bad choice. I will go to battle. I will go to battle and fight alongside you because at the end, was this fully thought out? No. And I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay, but I'll pay the price later by being murdered. (laughs) Okay. The resistance quickly dissipated after arrived sure you have 13,000 men you're like you know what I'm good I'm good I don't need to fight I don't need it David Bradford leader of the rebellion escaped capture and fleed to New Orleans shout out to Louisiana you say fleed (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) the look on your face is so good (laughs) I sure did why because I've had 49 ounces of whiskey (laughs) He fled, okay, to New Orleans. I was just excited that it was Louisiana, which, as everybody knows, is my birthplace, which was then a Spanish territory, okay? So he went and found solace in my home state. Yes, he did. Okay. He tried. So Yeah, you try talking now after (laughs) having 109 ounces of whiskey. Seriously. Seriously. Um, So the aftermath, this is what happened. So after the Whiskey Rebellion, lots of people died. Many people apparently were tar and feathered. Yeah, um, it's an epidemic of tar and feathering. <laughs> Could you imagine if we tar feathered people right now? Like, that would be insane. Mm-hmm. Like, you come across Congressman so-and-so who you don't like, and you pull them aside. And like, tar, tar and feather. Like, where do what you, are you, are you actually, right, like, where are you getting the tar? What is tar? Is it really tar? It's the shit on the ground. It's the pavement. Like, is that actual? The like, mud? No, the sticky stuff. The ro- Right, but what's it made? What's the what are the roads made of? Like now, roads are made of cement, right? right. I can I can understand that. Yeah. But what is seventeen ninety one roads made of that creates tar? What's in tar in seventeen Hamanisha? In seventeen Abraba, what is tar? I'm, get, I'm maybe like it's probably water and rocks and producer Kate is googling <laughs> this for me because I need to know what's we in do tar. No, no, what's in tar? Do you want to go on mic and say we're also gonna make this a poll? Uh, it says it was made up of wood tar, which is a viscous liquid of free carbon from organic materials made up of coal, wood, petroleum, and peat. Um, also, notably, it would be scalding hot and would burn their skins off uh, when they did it. Oh, my God. Oh, Wait, you didn't know that? that? No. Yes, Arden. What do you think? They put tar on them and it was fine and it was like a warm bath? No, literally. That's half the thing. The tar literally. is what gets you. I'm not yelling. I'm just drunk. <laughs> Do you know what I uh, what I imagine tar and feathering to be? It's what? just a worse version. Syrup? A of wor- Carrie? A, a wor- oh, baby. Okay, so Arden's Honey. looking at a, at a picture of somebody who's been tarred and feathered. Yes, the tar is oh. hot. I feel like that was oh. obvious to me. I just didn't know what the tar was made up of. No, I did not know it was Let me hot. see. Let me see the picture. I- Yikes. That's bad. <laughs> That's bad. It's Who bad. is this? Oh, it's a German American man. Poor John. Man. His name is actually it's a farmer named John. Sorry, John. I no. I, 
this is how naive, not naive, but I just didn't know that it was like, hot. That it was hot. I had no idea. I no, I imagine, and I don't mean this. Please take pity on me. I imagine it to be a wor- a much much worse version of what Macaulay Culkin does to Joe Pesci in Home, <laughs> in Home, Alone. Home Alone. Sure. Which is what syrup, chocolate syrup? No, no, it's um oil. It's like a caulking liquid. He, it's like oh, a construction that's right. liquid. That's right. And he goops it onto the thing, yeah. and then the fan, and then the feathers. No, now I didn't think it was that, but like I didn't realize that it was. Hot. Yes, it is torch. I did not realize that. Sorry. Wow. Sorry. Right. Yes, the tar is very hot, and it is made of several things that producer Kate just came on mic to say. And yeah, it hurts. It's painful. I had no idea. Yeah, tar and feathering, guys. Don't do it. Don't do it. Tar has to be hot. It is Where do you think you'd get tar now? Like Home Depot? (laughs) (laughs) That was a genuine question. We're not trying to give you ideas. Does tar exist anymore? You can make tar. It's made out of things that, like, the things producer Is there, like, a food network recipe on it? Like, what the... (laughs) Paula Dean is like, all right, honey, now you're going to take your butter. Oh, my God. If, if there's anybody who would make tar, it's Paula Dean, <laughs> The very problematic Paula Dean. Yeah. Okay. Um, Talk to me about the aftermath of the Whiskey Act of 1791. <laughs> As promised. Okay, As here promised. we go. So President George Washington did two things to bring the rebellion and protest to an end. First. He took out his teeth. Right. <laughs> First, quote, in early August, he sent three prominent Pennsylvanians, super smart, because a lot of this was happening in Western in PA. Yeah. And so the fact that he was like, like, this man is the ultimate politician. He yeah. was like, we're not going to get just anybody. George got to where he got to for we're a reason. going to send three very prominent people from their home state. Mm-hmm. So he sent U.S. Attorney General William William Bradford, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania Supreme Court Justice Jasper Yates, mm-hmm. and U.S. Senator James Ross as peace commissioners, right? Because they're all working. They're all working for the federal government. Right. So he sent them as peace commissioners to negotiate with a committee of rebel leaders. Love. Like, this is the ultimate. This is this is politics for her. Rahar. Rahar. Rahar Radar. Forever. So they went and they... He, the, Pen- the federal Pennsylvanian, you know, the federal representatives of the government who happened to be from Pennsylvania, they went and talked to the committee of rebel leaders. Excuse me. So that was the first thing they, first thing they did. <laughs> she put up a number two on number one. And that, guys, we're drunk. Okay. We're drunk. I also- that was the three. Pick number three, my lord. If you know what that's from, call me. I also burped on Mike. So there you Burp. go. Second, in late December, that nope. says September. <laughs> that fully says September. There's nothing that you there's guys no dot in it. You guys it fully says we're September. We're gonna get through. We're gonna get through. Lizzie and this I. This is are the last wasted. section. Okay. In late September. In late September, George Washington organized a federalized militia under the authorization of the 1792 Militia Act of more than 12,000 troops from Pennsylvania. Also smart. Yeah. There were their own men. Yeah. And three other mid-Atlantic states, New Jersey, Maryland, and Virginia, which Washington headed himself. Like, he marched with these troops. He led because them into, like, quote, unquote, battle. I'm sure he's like, oh, yes. Yeah. Finally. I get to go to war. Back to war. If he lived now, he definitely would play, like, whatever the fucking shoot him up game is that everybody loves. The rob him, kill him game. Grand Theft Auto? That. <laughs> 
You're saying George Washington would play Grand Theft Auto? He totally would. If he lived now, if he was a teenage boy now, that man would play Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Okay. Quote it. Put it on a t-shirt. It's done. We'll mug it. We'll mug it. Put it on a mug. (laughs) Sure. Sure. I don't have any place to stand. Okay. Okay, Mostly because I can't. Yeah, so he led them into battle. He, I mean, it wasn't really a battle. He marched gradually west from Philadelphia, which was then the U.S. Capitol. See our episode on that. Shout out. It, shout out. In a show of striking national force, marking the only time, the only time a sitting president has led troops in the field. Yes, Georgia. Set the standard. Yeah. Set the stage. So he like, he was in Philly. He had these these dudes. They're all dudes. And he marched from Philly and he marched west. He was like, oh, guys. He's like, we're going to go. Follow we're the gonna sun. We're going to show them that we have numbers and bodies and force. Yeah. And they will not win this. No. This is why when you get like the dudes out in California who are like, let, let, let the federal government come and take my land. Oh, sure, my sure, dead sure, sure, body. Sure, sure. You know, like whatever those Shoot dudes' names yeah, were. Yeah. That you're just like, really? I think I don't think you understand the gravity of the situation that you're in. The federal government has tanks. Tanks. They have tanks. More than one. They can literally sit in a vehicle. Tanks, plural. And run you over as you shoot at them. So boom, boom. I don't think that you and your gun yeah. are going to survive very yeah. long if it came to that. Yeah. No, the federal government, you don't want to go up against the... No, I don't really want to. Sorry. Sorry. So these two things that Washington did, the marching and and the peacekeeping negotiations that he set up, they worked. Yeah. They worked. He and was a success. He was a successful president, and he didn't. Nobody had to fire his shot. A shot. Nobody, neither him nor his troops, fired a shot. Only two of the rebel leaders. So there was a guy, John Mitchell, and another guy, Philip Weigel. These two guys, John Mitchell and Philip Weigel, were convicted of treason, and both were subsequently pardoned by Washington, apparently against Alexander Hamilton's wishes. Alex was like, "What? They came after us. This isn't fair, George. Stop. This yeah. no." No, okay, y'all, this is my fault. Y'all, but like, stop. It's not my fault. You shouldn't burden them. And then he wrote in his diary. End quote. End quote. <laughs> Close quote. Even though no one was really held responsible for the rebellion, I mean, these guys were like. They, I mean, John and Philip, they, they, they were, they they were kind of held responsible. They were, sure, sure. they were pardoned, but like, nobody went to jail. Nobody, right, like, right. whatever. Because people died. And so you would think that, like, okay, people died. They were, or they were gravely injured by what I now know was hot tar. <laughs> I mean, like maybe now were... things are different that you know that it was hot tar. <laughs> like, these people really should have been put in jail. As opposed to cold they tar. They fucking killed humans. But cold tar. I don't know what. I, I think I just thought it was Do like you think that they were like embarrassing tar? them to be like, oh, it's a chicken? Yeah. No, I did. I mean, I know it's stupid. <laughs> so even though nobody was really held firmly responsible for the rebellion, the events following the passage of the Whiskey Act did, quote, make it clear that the Constitution had, in fact, created a strong centralized federal government. For which its supporters had argued. What if Alex was just playing a long game here? You know? Maybe. Maybe he was dull. He's like, I need. He was like, here's the thing. Whiskey Act. They'll hate it. But you know what? Central government. Strong. Fair. Strong. 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 Test Give it. Me. Test it. Make Give it good. Me. Make it good. Six months. Make it good. Make it good. We're singing now. Also a sign language. parchment. It was clear that the government could levy taxes against American citizens and that it could and had the right to defend the government against armed resistance. Sure. So they could levy taxes, but also if the citizens revolted, they could be They're like, like, I think there's constitutional grounds we're gonna to take up arms. squash that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're going to try and squash you. Sure. 
One other thing to come out of the Whiskey Rebellion was a nascent uh, Republican Party. So it was like not the Republican Party that we know now, but it right. was like the beginnings of it because political parties were still forming. But the seeds of kind of Republican Party ideology were forming now because they supported the response and were in support of the Whiskey Rebellion and its local and agrarian critiques of the whiskey tax and federal government. So they were like the farmers. It's the farmers like they're yeah. they they are trying to make money off of the land that they own. Yeah. You can't really ta- you can't tax them to this extent, but also like you can't the whole idea of like of of taxing the public, you know, on a good that was so you know, part of their daily lives, I think right. was like, you know, anathema to them. Fun fact. When Thomas Jefferson won the presidency as the Republican candidate in the highly contested election of 1800, one of his early actions as president was to usher through a repeal of the whiskey tax and all internal taxes. Yeah. And like ended on Jefferson being like, you know what? No. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. No, thank you. Mm -mm. No, thank you. And that that's the way. That's, that's the, the Whiskey Act of that's 1791. The Act. So we got a lot of... So all of our research for this episode uh, came from these sources. Andrew Glass from Politico wrote a great article called Excise Tax Imposed on Whiskey Starts Whiskey Rebellion. A little on the nose, but there but we are. So great. Uh, a great... A lot of it, a lot of it, I mean, a lot of it. A lot of it. A lot of it, you would Came say. from the Saturday Evening Post. is an article by Ben Railton. Considering history, how whiskey and taxes helped create the United States. Great. And then our very own ATF, Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives. Yes, ATF. Yeah. Uh, thank you, ATF. Yeah. So those are our main sources for these this this uh this episode of the podcast. You guys. You guys, that's the Whiskey Act of 1791. And that is Let's Get Civical of 2019. Yes. Uh, guys. I'm not saying this because I'm drunk, but I am saying it. Because I'm drunk. But we love you so, so much. Thank you so much for being on this journey with us through 2019. We hope you guys have, like, the most happy, healthy, drunk, thriving, like, inspirational holiday that you could possibly have. We love you so, so much. And we will see you in 2020. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy all of you. We love you. Goodbye. Here's a quick question for you. How did you sleep last night? If your battle for a good night's sleep feels relentless, I have the answer. It's a podcast called Sleep Wave with meditations and hypnosis created to help you fall asleep. My relaxation techniques will help you feel calm and ready for sleep with soft music that will help you fall asleep in minutes. Most listeners never hear the end of an episode. So search Sleep Wave on your favorite podcast app and find out why over a million people have fallen asleep to my voice.